Coffee Talk includes real talk that may not vibe with some listener preferences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, glad you could join us on Coffee Talk. I'm Jessie. And I'm Kat. We're two friends that could not be more different. Besides our love for multiple beverages and melodramatic TV shows. We drink coffee, talk about coffee, catch up with you all, and have a real good coffee talk. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Coffee Talk. We're very excited to have you here. And before we get started, I do want to mention that we now have our own domain, which is very exciting. It's our new website, which is coffeetalkpod.com. You can find out all of the ways to support us, links to listen, and everything you could ever want regarding Coffee Talk all there. We're also selling merchandise now. All of it is designed by our very talented Jesse, so you should check it out. And also, we did find out recently that the best way to get Coffee Talk out there is through reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. So if you happen to listen through that medium and you like us well enough, uh, Jess and I would both so appreciate if you would drop us a hopefully positive review. And also, you can feel free to reach out to us on our website contact form if you have any other comments, concerns, or ideas for us. So Jess, without further ado, what are you drinking for this episode? Coffee. Surprise. Nice. What kind of coffee? Just, uh, you know, my usual like Aldi fair trade coffee uh, with some honey and almond milk. Nice. And what are you having? I'm having some hot cocoa. I really, I really was just feeling something warm and comforting today. I don't know why, but it's really hitting the spot. Yeah, I actually made soup last night because I just... I don't know, it's that time of year. So I made like this kind of like quasi yellow curry, Thai yellow curry. So it's kind of like soupy, not like Indian, which is like thick. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's super delicious. I'm very proud of myself. So the soup sounds really good. Other than that, how have you been? I've actually been pretty great um, lately. I'm finally working at home. um, So that's been awesome. I don't have to... uh, um, you know, like social distance from Badger anymore. Uh, we're kind of quarantining together now, which has definitely lifted my spirits. Uh, and also Callie likes having me around all the time. Uh, my cat. Yeah. If you, if I hadn't mentioned her enough yet, you know, it's, it's super nice that the orange goblin is getting kicked out of office. So, but I did have a question and it's kind of random, but it's, it's been everywhere. And I just, don't know what to think about it what what do you think about the whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing yeah I've been seeing that everywhere too I'm really upset because I feel like in today's day and age and this might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion we're so concerned with making sure that you know women have equal rights that sometimes we forget that feminism doesn't mean you know women over men it means equal rights for everyone. And I don't know the full story. And I'll admit I haven't looked too much into the court documents and everything. That definitely sounds like something that'd be more up your alley to analyze. But I feel like Johnny Depp was also abused. And I don't know if it was a mutual thing or what, but there was evidence. I was pretty sure that Amber Heard had abused him as well, both like emotionally and physically. And it makes me really angry that he's getting blacklisted from his films, but she's not having the same treatment. That's not, you know, feminism to me. That's not equality to me. That is forgiving an abuser because of their gender, question mark. So I'm a little bit pissed and, you know, justice for Johnny. Okay. I I don't know. Like, I feel hesitant to talk about something that I am not a part of, you know? Like, I I, I have not been to those you know, court hearings, I haven't read the documents, but from the, like, photos I've seen and, like, Johnny's, like, mental decline. Right. That's been obvious. I don't know. It just seems fishy. And Amber seems just fine, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Usually it's the abuser trying to save face, and she's the only face I'm seeing saved, if that makes sense. 
And again, I don't understand the double standard here where he is getting taken off of his film contracts for the suspected abuse, but she is also suspected of abuse and she is not being taken out of Aquaman 2. That just does not seem fair in any capacity, regardless of who is guilty, if there's suspicion and one of them is getting taken off, then so should the other. Well, and also we have to point out that these are two white people and it's a lot of coverage for a lot of allegations. Um, Chris Brown is still producing music every, like every year. And I he, still can't wrap my head around the fact that that is a thing. People still listen to him. I know. People still listen to music with Chris Brown in it. No. Boycott Chris Brown. He messed up Rihanna's face. And like within the last year, he had allegations for uh, abusing one of his girlfriends in public at like a restaurant. So no, like boycott Chris Brown, boycott all the abusers. And where's the coverage for that? Because I, and I'm not saying that like Depp and Heard case doesn't deserve coverage. I'm just saying there's a lot more evidence for other cases and we continue to support those abusers. Yeah, so. like R. Kelly, right? That's the rap oh artist too that had all the trafficking allegations and assault allegations against him. I can't even listen to his songs anymore and they'll come on on the radio or whatever oh, I and I'm like, channel. what? <laughs> yeah, I changed the channel. Yeah, no, I refuse. I refuse, absolutely. And it's like one thing if it's, if it's such as Michael Jackson... He's dead, okay? He literally cannot profit anymore because he's dead from the music that you listen to. So go ahead, listen to Michael Jackson, you know? Right. But R. Kelly, Chris Brown, they're still alive. They still profit every time you listen. Right. Yeah, so sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. I just thought it was an interesting current event and I I wanted your take on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are you listening to? (laughs) Ha ha, segue. Well, no, I have to talk about how I've been. Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) Jeez, Jess, all about you. I'm so sorry. I really... I'm sorry. My bad. Well, since you didn't ask, I've been great, actually. I had severe anxiety during the election cycle. I don't want to get too crazy political on here. Um, I think that it's pretty obvious where Jess and I lean, though. And I just cried so many tears of joy when... Biden won. You know Uh, what? I (laughs) refuse to be told that I lean any direction. I do not lean. I have a perfect posture, and my posture is upward towards human rights. So I don't lean any way, just to clarify. Yeah, because I agree. I didn't want there to be any confusion. Yeah, I agree. I've had multiple family member debates (laughs) recently (laughs) about such I've had debates with your family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so things have been pretty good for me. I've had a bit of a lull in school and everything's been very chill. I'm still waiting to hear back from vet schools about what's going on there. Unfortunately, I could still not hear until the end of December if I've made it to the interview stage. So the silence is really normal, but it's also annoying as heck because I'm like, come on, come on. I'm so eager to hear. And uh, I also did recently last week take my first trip to Colorado Uh, drove up there because I didn't want to fly and I went with Goldie and it was my first time being anywhere with mountains, being in the whole state of Colorado, anything like that. And it was absolutely breathtaking. I was really kind of skeptical about traveling, you know, COVID and everything, but we felt very safe because we were in our own Airbnb and we were able to like stay away from locals and We did go skiing one day, skiing and snowboarding, and it was great because the resort had put so many measures in place, like you couldn't hang out in the resort, only outside. You had to wear a face covering at all times, which is perfect anyways, because that's what most people do for the wind, you know, so they usually have stuff going on. And everything was socially distanced, like you had to keep your distance from people, like whether you were riding the gondola or the lift or whatever. It was just really nice and I felt very safe. So I sucked at skiing. That's a story for another day. I, I was pretty pitiful, but it was really fun. Good. I, I'm a little resentful that you waited to go to Colorado till after I, know. I moved away, but I'll, I'll put it aside, you know, I know. eventually. 
I thought about that too. I was like, of course I'm finally getting here when Jess is not here and I can't even visit her on the trip. Yeah, I'll be honest, I miss Colorado. It's beautiful. I was I was just staring like outside the window pretty much the whole time we were in our cabin and the cabin had a hot tub too. So it was just picturesque and it snowed. Oh, I was walking in a freaking winter wonderland, Jesse. Yeah, and my family's going to Colorado uh, for the holidays. Oh. Because the my brother's in-laws have a condo there. Nice. So they're all doing like an in-laws family holiday thing there. And I'm so jealous. I'm also pissed at them for exposing themselves. But I'm also like that, that low-key jealous. Like, oh, man. I feel you. So speaking of any new music that you're hooked on? So Marina... You know Marina and the Diamonds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I guess now it's just Marina. I don't oh. know when, when she made that switch, but yeah. When she, she lost the Diamonds. N- she lost the Diamonds. I don't know. Maybe she went to like Sapphires or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, she came out with a new single called Man's World. Mm-hmm. And I could not agree more. I don't want to live in a man's world anymore either. They haven't done a good job, you know? <laughs> They've really scrapped it together, and I think I think we could do better. Tell me. Tell me what you're listening to. Well, uh, I texted you about this because it was monumental in my life, but... I know, and I still haven't <laughs> listened. I forgot. No. I'm sorry. Jess, come on here. I'm um, so sorry. I would say always that my favorite band is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but furthermore, that my second favorite band of all time is Bleachers, and they, their lead singer, I guess for people that don't listen to Bleachers, the connection that you might have with them, Jesse, do you remember the band Fun? They sang that song that came out when we were in like eighth grade, We Are Young, and Carry On. Carry on. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and Some Nights. That's the other one. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they had those like really iconic few songs. So that band's lead guitarist is the lead singer and guitarist of Bleachers. Interesting. So he also like, I'm just going to do a brief shout out to this guy. His name's Jack Antonoff. And he is a freaking god among men okay he is not only a singer songwriter he he writes the songs for bleachers but he's also a producer so he has dabbled in every type of music most famously with taylor swift produced many of her recent albums lord he's very good friends actually good personal friends with lord and carly ray jepsen and then he produced like fun songs as well and songs with like Zane, Janelle Monet, Fifth Harmony, Sarah Bareilles, Steel Train, Sia. Oh yeah, he's friends with Sia as well. Oh, and he most recently produced the new Dixie Chicks album. That is so like random. Yeah, like I'm just saying this guy has an insane amount of talent and he just goes everywhere. So he's a freaking genius and one of my personal heroes, literally. And he's the lead singer of the band Bleachers. And they just produce music that speaks to my soul. And this whole year, like they released their latest album back in 2017, I'm pretty sure it was. And that album is like one of the best things I've ever heard. And it follows a storyline. You know, I was talking about the other episode that we recorded, how I love albums that do that. But anyways... Uh, They finally released new music this year. They've been promising that they were going to release their new album sometime in 2020. Obviously, it's mid-November, so the fan base has been waiting for a long, long time for this album. And they released two of the songs from it a couple of days ago and are going to continue releasing like bit by bit, I think is what they said. So I cried when I heard the new two songs. The one that I want to give a special shout out to, though, is called um, Chinatown, and it features Bruce Springsteen on it. So it was a beautiful song. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely have to listen to that. So yeah, I'm done ranting about all things Jack Antonoff. It's just, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's great. Are you sure you're fine? (laughs) I'm on cloud nine, Jess. Bleacher songs came out this week. You sound a little questionable. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I actually almost met Jack Antonoff too once. That's a that's another story for another day, but 
fun fact. Did I tell you that I touched Bastille? No. Yeah. I think I, I did too. <laughs> did you? Well, I'm remembering that I went to a concert. He came, or like the band came to a concert in Tulsa, and I went to that with Goldie. And I remember he ran through the crowd. And yeah, I he has a habit of doing him. that. Yeah, yeah. I, he has a habit of doing that. And like everybody was backing away, and I like stayed just <laughs> long enough to poke him, and then I backed away. And I don't actually care that much, but I knew that other people would enjoy the story, mm-hmm. so that's why I did it. It was yeah. purely for the clout. Yeah. I collect set lists too for everyone listening. That's like one of the things, fun facts about me. And um, one of my most prized possessions is the band or the set list from when I saw Bleachers Live a few years ago. And they had a birthday cake brought out on stage because they're so theatrical in everything that they do. And they lit it. And then they literally threw the birthday cake around the crowd. Like they didn't throw it, throw it, but they passed it and people were grabbing chunks of this cake. And I grabbed a candle that was lit and then blown out by like the band. So I taped that candle to um, my set list and it's just hanging in my room proudly. That is very cute. I was really afraid you were going to tell me that you ate some I did not cake. eat that cake, and I, no. I was going to be it's like gross. really that's gross. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. I also met Lil Xan. That was the weirdest. I've met a lot of like, I feel like artists. And my meeting with Lil Xan was actually because I organized a concert for my school and he was the headliner. But he has tattoos all over his face and I have a lip tattoo. Fun fact. And so we took a picture and I'm like showing my lip tattoo and he's That is so cute. It was really, really funny. That is adorable. Yeah, he seemed out of his mind, not gonna lie, which not surprised. Doesn't surprise me at all. Nope. (laughs) Even though he gave a 15 minute speech in the middle of his performance about why drugs are bad and that he's gonna change his name because he does not want to support Xanax use for fun. Maybe he just means like the unnatural drugs. Like yeah. maybe he's just going going for like, you know, the natural substances. Yeah. There's plenty of those. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to go like, you know, pharmaceutical. Yeah. And then the same time that he met me, he also met a friend of mine that had helped organize the concert. And then she very slyly got his personal phone number and he offered to fly her out to L.A. to spend a weekend with him. Oh, did she take it? <laughs> no, because she was like, uh, can I bring a friend? Because this is giving me like kidnappy vibes. And I think after that, he just stopped responding. <laughs> Lil Xan's not really my type. But like, if there was an artist that was my type that offered to take me out on a plane. You're like, all right. Like, I, I mean, I'd bring my taser, but I'd still go. I guess we should probably get to the topic. Probably. We've only been talking about ourselves for a while. Well, we're just about to get ready to talk more about ourselves. Cool. Um, (laughs) Curly Club. Woo. Kat, this was your topic choice this time. So why? Why the heck are we talking about our hair? (laughs) Well, I know that it's going to be interesting to some of our listeners out there that either don't have curly hair or just do not give two shits about their hair. But I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's a journey and I've had tears, blood, sweat all in dealing with my hair. And I was thinking that maybe if I shared a little bit about my story and kind of like my identity with curly hair and Jess could do the same, it might inspire people or it might give tips to people that would help them. I just also really want to share what the community for curly hair is like and the identity I feel like I've developed because of it. And then also a little fun fact here, you'd be really surprised how many people have curly hair or at least wavy hair and wavy hair is considered like part of the curly club and they're just repressing it accidentally because they don't know or they just dry brush or use heat products, whatever, and they don't realize that they actually have a natural curl pattern. So if you out there have fluffy hair, frizzy hair, hair that isn't naturally and pretty effortlessly pinned straight, you probably have a little bit of curl in there and you've got it. You've got curl baby. So you should try and enhance it with some tips that I could talk about later. But 
you might discover some curls or serious waves that you've got going on. Cool, cool, cool. From a JSTOR Daily article, uh, curls are thought to have originated um, to help keep the head cool in warmer climates. I don't know about you, bro, but no. It's like having a wool hood stuck to my head. Like, it's <laughs> definitely not making making my head cooler. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite because I have very fine hair, but I just have a lot of it. So you wouldn't really know that it's not thick, but my head gets cold easily. I like hats in the winter. You've yeah, evolved no. past the curly hair. Yeah, straight to like a sheep. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> um, also, if it wasn't obvious, curly hair is a dominant trait. So if anyone in your family line uh, has had any sort of curl pattern to their hair, chances are you will also have it to some degree. So like myself, my family on my dad's side, as far as I know, no curly hair, none. Uh, on my mom's side, no one except for my mom. And it's like barely, it's, it's more like Catherine's where it's very uh, light, loose curls and actually less than Catherine's. And then there's me that has like super thick strands, <laughs> super coarse, very thick. And then lastly, cause I, I wanna, I don't wanna bore you too much, but I thought this was a cool thing. Curly hair uh, actually originates like in the root, in the follicle. So if you cut wet curly hair before it's had an opportunity to dry and curl, it'll actually dry straight. Oh my God, that's scary. When I was a kid, I did locks of love and they were able to cut 14 inches off when it was wet. Oh my God. Obviously they wet it so that they could see the actual length and it was in a ponytail and then they put it in a bag and they were so disappointed. Like everyone, I felt like I had let the team down. because <laughs> Even though you donated 14 inches of hair. Yeah, because it dried straight and my mom was like, yeah, duh, curly hair curls at the root. So it's not like connected anymore it's not alive so it, it's just straight oh my god and this time but i actually have facts too oh cool so first the average head of hair has 120,000 hairs while a curly head has only a hundred thousand so don't know why that is uh second of all curlies don't need to shampoo as often because there aren't as many hair follicles on the head and they're less sebaceous glands, so their scalps aren't as oily as a straight hair person. Which, this is kind of like person-to-person -person basis. Like, I definitely need clarifying shampoo and shampoo a few times a week compared to some people that can, like, literally get away with shampooing their hair with conditioner. So it is definitely every person is different kind of thing, but that's actually, like, a scientific fact, which I thought was cool. Number three, wavy hair can shrink up to 5%, curly hair can shrink up to 30%, and coily hair can shrink up to 75% of the true length of hair, which is why whenever you see someone with curly hair that straightens their hair, people are like, oh my god, your hair is so long. Yeah, so I just wanted to know, like, what, what do you think, how much do you think your hair shrinks in the percentage uh, range? I would say, I think my curly hair is like right up the... 20 to 30 percent alley especially since i've been more conscious about like my curly hair which is something i'll kind of talk a little bit about later i have gotten more and more curls and tighter curls back and the more it curls it gets very long while straight like right now my hair rests below my collarbone um, and if I straighten it, it goes a little bit down my back. Yeah, I think I'm probably close to like the 40 to 50. <laughs> yeah, yours yours really gets a lot of length if you pull it out. Yeah, I'd say that my hair coils up like four inches probably. So definitely got to be careful whenever I cut my hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing too is I've honestly, I'm done with going to salons that aren't specifically for curly hair. Me too. Yeah, done. I, I finally, I did it for the last time back in July and I was so disappointed because they gave me certain highlights and I specifically paid more money for a quote unquote stylist that was versed with curly hair. Like I literally had to pay more for this person and they had to use certain 
products on my hair because I wanted to color it. And if you don't use the right products, it'll completely screw up and bleach my curl plat pattern. And that's exactly what they did. So I oh. had a fighting struggle for a few months after that with getting my hair to hold a curl. And I'm still struggling with it if it's not a wash day. So it's you super annoying. You should sue them for emotional damage. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Emotional harm. Yeah. But I've been finding some really cool salons in the areas that I am at. And of course, they're literally like $200 a session. So we'll not be going for a long time. But I just think I need to start going to a curly specialist place. Number four, hair that is kinkier and more tightly coiled will produce less natural oils. So that can sometimes show as an appearance of dry and tangled hair. So if you have curly hair and it's easily tangled, that probably means it's a little on the dry side. So work on more deep conditioning. And last but not least, brushing naturally curly hair agitates the curls and causes ruffled tresses. So do not dry brush, which is probably the biggest takeaway that I've learned in my life. And that's also probably why so many people with wavy or light curly hair don't realize they have it. Also, it just hurts. Like, I don't... Yeah. yeah like, I, agree. I, I could never get a brush through my hair. Me neither. Dry. Picture a uh, Princess Diaries brush handle breaks off type thing. You'd lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd just be gone. Your hair would swallow it whole. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And then I'd walk out looking like a lion, like with a whole like crown of hair just around. Oh, mine's my so bad if you brush it out. Do you have a story to tell, Catherine? <laughs> yeah. I would love to actually share my journey. I know I've been talking a lot this episode so far, so I'll try and keep this as succinct as I can. But I feel like my journey might help other people because the few that I have talked to and have heard this like were able to change some of how they were dealing with their hair and have become more happy with it because of it. So here's my story. I've had curly hair my entire life. It was crazy curly when I was a kid and I never really had to take care of it. It was very effortlessly beautiful. And then when I started to get older, my mom really tried to teach me how to take care of it because she also had curly hair growing up that gradually got straighter the older that she got. And so she knew what it would take to take care of curly hair, basically. And then I still didn't listen to her. I hit puberty. I lost the curl because I wasn't taking care of it. And with all the hormones, it was replaced with frizz. It was literally a nightmare. Um, I also thought it was a good idea to get side bangs freshman year of high school. And I didn't think about the consequence of that. So I had to straighten them every morning. So I had straight, sleek, shiny side bangs, but then the rest of my hair was literally a poof ball. And Jessie can account for that because she knew me at this point in time. And I'm personally still a little mad at both her and my mother for letting me leave the house looking like that. I, 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 I don't, I'm sorry, Kat. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, to be honest, I barely knew how to manage my own hair. Handling yours would have would have been a totally put you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't handle my hair. You saw my hair it was frizzy and oh like my god, right. all right, whatever. Anyways, it was really bad. I should I I might even consider posting a picture from freshman year of high school on our social media page for giggles because I'm not exaggerating when I say it was horrid. So, anyways. Then that was when I started nurturing it and I chopped so much of my hair off because it was literally just dead split ends. And then I took care of it more and I learned that if I put my hair in braids while wet, it would curl really pretty if I then took them out when they were still slightly damp. And that was the only way I learned how to style my hair. So I literally did that for the next three years of my life. I either had my hair in a braid to school or like a low ponytail or a bun or it would be down, but the only way I knew how to style my curly hair was from a braid. Like I did not know how to dry it and make it look nice otherwise. So then slowly I started learning more techniques. I learned how to straighten it the proper way without burning my hair to a crisp, curling it on top of my natural curls and then different hairstyles. When I got to college, I learned more about doing my own makeup and hair and I got really good at curling it on top of my natural curls. And then it was still really frizzy, kind of crazy and untamed for a long time though. And then junior and senior year of college, I finally got my hair more nourished. 
And then unfortunately, I started being really unhappy with it because it wouldn't curl for like half my head. My root to almost my ears would be practically stick straight and then it would be really curly on the bottom. And so it was flat. It didn't have any volume. And even though it was nourished, I just felt like it looked really drab. Honestly, I don't know how else to describe it. And so finally, after years and years of still struggling, this past January, I decided to take the plunge and learn how to do the curly girl method, which is just a freaking world in and of itself. Like, it's insane. There's books, YouTubers, Instagram accounts, products, websites. It's insane. And it was really overwhelming at first. And it took me months, like literally this whole year it's taken me to develop routines that I actually like, styling techniques, everything. And in the process, I've really found some amazing help guides and, you know, YouTube accounts, Instagram accounts, whatever to follow for stuff like that. And I've also found the annoying side of it, the shameful side, the people that shit on wavy haired people for not being truly curly haired or people shaming others for not using the right products or using heat, whatever. So there's unfortunately kind of an ugly side to having curly hair and a shameful side to it. And it's kind of like a cult. But yeah, that's that's how my journey has been. And it's been pretty crazy. So now, Jesse, on your end of things, I would love if you could kind of talk about your experiences with your hair. Like, have people treated you differently because of it? And so on and so forth. Like, how was it growing up? I am a board certified member of the Curly Club. I, there is no mistaking it. Definitely have been treated differently, to say the least. My journey, I think it's a little simpler though, just because I, I don't know. I didn't start caring until like the last three years, until college, until I had agency over myself completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one in my family, like as I said with my mom, like she barely had curly hair and it wasn't the same texture it wasn't there wasn't anything similar and also she didn't grow up with any sort of culture around her hair or you know what I mean so I kind of was on my own in that sense so I didn't I had no role model to tell me to care at all right uh so I just tried to avoid it. I pretty much spent most of my childhood with uh, low ponytails. Basically, my hair was too heavy to have an high ponytail. It would cause headaches. Me too. Um, I still have that problem, yeah. Creepy old men and like obnoxious women and just randos would come up and grab my hair and pull on it to see how long they could get it to decoil and talk to my parents about how beautiful I was and how beautiful my hair was. And basically, I might as well have just been a China doll. It was honestly traumatizing. Don't touch people. It's gross. Especially children. Yeah. Like, don't touch people. Even if you know them. Like, ask first. You know? Like, you don't know. Maybe they ran into a door that day and their arm hurts. So don't hug them. And also, they don't need an excuse. Like, just don't touch people. Mm-hmm. I do have a funny story, though. Um, I told somebody earlier, and they said that I should should tell this. Um, so when I was little, I think this was like a, a turning point uh, for my mom as a parent with me, because I was the first uh, non-boy in the family. It was my older brother and then me. Mm-hmm. And I, we definitely looked different. Um, <laughs> and I was definitely treated differently. Uh, so it was definitely a turning point in this moment. We were at the store and I was holding her hand. And we were just walking along. And this old man comes up and he's like, can I touch your daughter's hair? And my mom is like struck with horror and looks at him like in shock and says, well, I don't know. It's her hair. Let's ask her. And she looks down at me, and I'm probably like four or five. Cannot read social signals or cue <laughs> at all. And she looks down at me with, now I see it as like, because I can still picture the moment and I know her expression. Mm-hmm. And I know now that it was like a sarcastic, like, no, <laughs> clear no. But in the moment, I remember just being t- super confused. And she looks down at me and she says, Jessica, do you want this man to touch your hair? (laughs) 
And I stood there for what felt like ages, just trying to read her facial expression. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I think she made like a slight, like when she realized I wasn't getting it, made like a slight no gesture, just like a tiny one. And I looked at her and I'm like, I shook my head like, no. (laughs) And then she looks back at him like, see, that's your answer. It's her hair. She said no. (laughs) And we went on our day. And I, I feel like that was a big turning point for her. Like, I don't, I think from then on, she started making people ask. That was my childhood in a nutshell. People Mm. just not respecting personal space. And so that I resented my hair because of that, because it drew attention. Uh, I just remember it being like a big sign saying like, I'm right here, please come harass me. And so I just tried to get rid of it and tie it back. And and I kind of continued that trend. Like I started taking better care of it in high school just because I didn't want to look like a mess all the time, but I didn't care if that makes sense i just was trying not to look ridiculous and then college came around and i started it became more popular to see uh like facebook and youtube videos of beauty tutorials Mm -hmm. and i started seeing uh black women demonstrating their hair routines and styling tips yes and i mean no one would say afro tight coils are an easy do to manage, you know? Mm -hmm. So I figured American black culture might have some knowledge I could learn from since I didn't have anyone close to me to learn from. Now I've, you know, been taking care of my hair for over three years. I've been growing it out this last year and it's probably grown like nine inches. That's insane. So a little bit above average. Yeah, my hair grows really fast. I've been so proud of it. I feel like every time I take a shower, I take a picture of it and like send it to Badger and I'm like, look, I'm so proud of it. It's so pretty. Yeah. So it's honestly been like a liberating experience. Just, I don't know, getting in touch with like the wild curl. My dad actually was the first person who introduced hair care to me, not my mom. So he decided that he would do my hair when I uh, had it washed. So he would spend literal hours conditioning multiple times my hair because it reached down to my butt until I was like 10 or 11 probably and then he'd spend like another hour slowly brushing it because he didn't want to hurt me he didn't want the tingles he was like convinced that every tingle hurt which is not true I have like a super scalp head (laughs) yeah I have a super tough head yeah thick skull yeah no don't say that (laughs) But he was convinced. So he'd spend like another hour brushing through my hair while it was conditioned and then rinse it out. And then after I got out of the bath and like got dressed and stuff, he'd then spend another hour brushing it again. I mean, I was super annoyed because I was like, you know, like four or five, like annoyed at how long it was taking him to just do my hair. But it was honestly like a really... Like, I look back at that as, like, a really nice, I don't know, like, quiet time with my dad. That is really sweet. Yeah, that's definitely the relationship that my mom wanted to have with me and my curly hair, and I was just not having it. There was even a period of time when I didn't even use conditioner. I just said, screw oh my it, God. and used shampoo only for probably two or three years. Yeah. Okay, that's one thing I learned from my mom and my dad. <laughs> Condition. <laughs> Oh, and also another fun thing about Jesse, I'm going to like talk about your hair in this, even though we just okay. talked about how you don't like that being your identity. But I loved when Jesse went through this phase of like dyeing her hair different colors because she was kind of this dirty blonde, like the whole time I knew her in middle school and high school. And then she went, when she got to college, she tried. I think it was like orange for a little bit and then it was red and then it was like a bright red and then it was kind of like a brown red and she just pulled off all the colors effortlessly and I'm not gonna lie like I really do like your natural color tone but I love you as a redhead you just pull it off so stinking well and it complements your like skin undertones because you kind of have like rosy undertones and so when it was like that reddish brown it just oh 
looks so good with your skin. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I I mean, it's probably because I do have strawberry blonde hair. It's mm-hmm. like a dirty blonde, but it is strawberry blonde. So it's probably why it was an easy transition. Right, right. Yeah. So for this next part of the podcast, I want to give a little bit of advice, stuff that we have learned and kind of our routines. So I have very thin loosely curly hair that is straight at the top and then gets curlier as you go down the hair shaft and Jessie is kind of the opposite of me because she has thick and it's curly everywhere and it's great and I think this is kind of a unique setting here because we can share what is similar and different in our routines and I also want to give a disclaimer that I'm still working on mine because mine is kind of finicky but this is what I found is really recently working for me I had an amazing hair day the other day and I'm really happy um, gel does not work for fine hair so many curly accounts that I follow will be like you want a, a curl cast which is where your hair dries in gel like and it's literally crunchy it's a cast and then you break it by scrunching turns out that doesn't work for fine hair so that's why I screwed up my hair for like three months of this process so I I've tried mousse and stuff like that that's better for fine hair so I actually argue that gel isn't good for anybody huh that's that's actually my argument I use gel for most of my life up until college and I discovered hair milk but um which isn't good for everybody. It's good for me because my hair is like thick and can handle the weight. But um, I, I think if it causes a crunch, don't use it. Like it's, it's just holding your hair together. You should, your hair should just naturally coil cleanly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you probably haven't conditioned it properly. Hmm. Interesting take. Hot take. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I've learned the hard way that the curly girl method doesn't work for me in some ways because a lot of products will weigh my hair and the curl down. So accounts that you follow or that you find are really not the end all be all. And that's why it's really important and kind of sucky that you have to just work with trial and error and try a bunch of different things and just hope for the best. Um, And something for me that's very specific to me is that the way my hair looks wet, other than like the volume and definition and stuff, is the way it'll look dry for people without really kinky curls. Um, And I recently discovered the gold mine of twisting your hair. So like taking a thick to um, thin whatever kind of curl you're looking for thickness of your hair and twisting it around your finger so it kind of forms that ringlet and then taking doing that throughout my hair and applying a little bit of curly cream to encourage my natural curl and kind of hold it as well and then I dry my hair with a microfiber towel hold it in there for like 7 to 10 to 15 minutes and then take it out and then I diffuse my hair to get the volume and the fluffiness um, the good kind of fluffiness and that's what I have found works really well for me is twisting it instead of just letting my hair out of the shower curl as is how it is wet is like nothing it's gonna be like dry Um, unless it feels coarse if my hair feels coarse while it's wet, it's gonna look dry when it's dry, if that makes sense. Hmm. Texture matters, I guess. And then also, I have found that shampooing less and conditioning, I don't mean like literally conditioning, but like training your scalp to go for days before needing a shampoo is really, really helpful for people with curly hair because that's where I screwed up. I was shampooing way too frequently. So then my scalp got used to producing a lot of oils and I stopped being able to go more than like a day or two between showers. Not like showers, but without cleansing my scalp and doing like a wash day for my hair. And that was drying out my hair a lot. So I have used this quarantine period literally because I don't have to go out very often to get my scalp used to going days without needing to be shampooed. And it's greasy and it's gross, but I am getting back to the point where I don't have to shampoo as frequently and it's doing wonders for my hair. So use this quarantine period to be experimental is what I'm saying. (laughs) That's good advice, yeah. And the last thing that I just kind of want to say before we talk about Jess's routine is that I have tried a lot of products, literally so many damn products, it makes my head spin, taking them back, everything under the sun. 
So I have recently settled on this brand called Pros. I'm sure you've seen the Facebook ads. If you have Facebook, they're obnoxious with their ads everywhere. But it's basically custom hair care formula. So you take this long ass personal quiz and it asks you things like, what are your hair goals? Like, what are you looking for? What are problem areas? How would you describe your scalp, your curl, like whatever? And then like, you know, do you want to reduce brassiness? All this kind of stuff. And then it formulates a hair care routine with customized ingredients in your shampoo and conditioner that's supposed to help you meet your hair goals. And usually they can also throw in other products like a curl cream or oil or whatever on a need-by-need basis. And at least for me, I only need a pre-shampoo mask, shampoo, and conditioner from them. And then I use a curl cream from another line. And that's all the product that I need, at least for right now. And I'm incredibly satisfied with how it's turning out. I will say that it's a little pricey, um, but compared to what I was spending for other products, like it's pretty much still in the same line. And I feel like my hair is really healthy right now, which is very exciting. And it's not weighed down at the same time. Yeah, I come from a family that just kind of buys what's convenient for like skincare and hair care. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's wrong. <laughs> Anything that's going on your body should be good for you, <laughs> and should. Oh yeah, I've already started the. Product. I've already started the anti-aging skincare. I'm going to avoid all wrinkles. Well, and make sure that it's not too chemically, because like that can also cause other types of damage as well. Oh, yeah. trust me, I've done all the research. It's all very natural and really good for you. And the anti-aging efforts are just basic things like sunscreen and vitamin C serum. And the sunscreen doesn't have chemical. It's not chemical sunscreen. It's like zinc oxide or whatever it yeah. is. And then well, like also, retinol. Vitamin a. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Retinol is vitamin A. Mm-hmm. So vitamin A is just. Um, what causes that like uh, cell rejuvenation mm-hmm. process, I guess. Yes, and hyaluronic acid. Woohoo. Yeah, I have that too. I, I didn't buy it of my own volition. I had like a last subscription uh, before I decided to cut costs. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, part of the subscription box sent me hyaluronic acid. And I like it. I use it on my neck specifically. Yeah, yeah. neck and the uh, like upper chest area too and hands the back of hands for sunscreen oh i didn't even think about that i mean i don't go outside so (laughs) no worries there but if i did i'll think about that (laughs) smart smart so jess what's your routine i don't know it's pretty simple um i use shea moisture thick and curly collection everything i only wash my hair once a week because it doesn't need it i don't have oily hair and actually, if I wash my hair too much, I get dandruff. So, and it makes my hair less manageable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, once a week, I use a handful and a half of shampoo, sometimes more, depending on how my hair is soaking up the shampoo. Because it does, it like eats the shampoo. It'll like, disappear <laughs> in my head. So, I have to like use a lot. Uh, so, that'll lather. And um, then I, you know, rinse that out. I do my other business in the shower. And then I put on conditioner. And I try to let it sit for like a minute. I'm not very patient. Ideally, you should like let the conditioner sit for probably more than two minutes. But oh my God, I don't mine sits for like that. ten. I literally, yeah. it sits for so long. That's how it should be. I don't have the patience for that. I just leave it in for as long as it takes me to run my fingers through my hair until there's no more tangles when I run my fing- fingers through my hair, um, and that also helps me take out the dead strands because hashtag shedder. I- <laughs> oh my God, me too. I you could build a wig out of what comes out of between my fingers when I when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably takes like two minutes, and then I rinse it out. I towel dry a little before I comb it, and then I apply Shea Moisture hair smoothie um, liberally, uh, <laughs> mostly to the bottom half of my hair, but then I also apply a little to the scalp area as well, especially under. I kind of have to apply in layers because. Just putting my hand through my hair doesn't get all the way through the layers. I have to kind of do it multiple times to get it all the way through. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. And then I air dry. That's like the most important thing. I do not understand people that do not air dry with curly hair. I think best way to let your hair naturally curl the way it wants to. 
Um, Agreed. I use a diffuser for like the last part of drying because it gives me volume, but it's always like low heat, low volume. Low power. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then on the day to day, I just uh, wet my hair in the morning and kind of like fluff it up to where I want it to be, uh, like part it right and everything. And then I apply Shea Moisture hair milk, uh, mostly to the ends and then a little bit to the sides and then I fluff it up more and just try to organize the coils a little bit. So like if one of the coils is not swirling at the bottom correctly, I will kind of run my finger through it to make it go back to the shape it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it dries that way. Sometimes it doesn't and then I just fluff it up more and then it curls more during the day. So it's it kind of does its own thing and I just accept that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd say the best advice I can give is look it up. You're not that unique, you know? Yeah. Like you, if your hair does this or that and it's doing that other thing, then there's a tutorial for it on online. So true. Um, also, don't let people with less curly hair tell you how to care for your curly hair if if your hair is more curly than the person on the screen they're not gonna help you <laughs> go for the person next up you know like the person that's just a little curlier than your hair because chances are their advice is gonna be more helpful because it's definitely a spectrum as we uh, mentioned a little bit Use natural products, use natural brands and natural methods. Honestly, man, every time I see you with straight hair, I'm like, man, like why? It happens once in a blue moon. I know. And I don't know why I'm so resentful, but every time (laughs) I see you with with straight hair, I'm like, she did it again. You know, I'm not going to lie. You're not the only person that feels that way. I think I, I hope I didn't already tell this story on the podcast. I feel like I did. But I got my hair professionally straightened for my first high school dance because I wanted to like, I don't know, look look styling and that was the style at the time. And so I felt all gorgeous because I had gotten this really cute dress and I had my hair straightened and I had gotten my makeup done. And I go to see my grandma who loved my curly hair and who probably started the curly hair gene in my Did she case. just disown you? And she literally <laughs> looked at me like I walk into the kitchen where she's sitting and I'm like, hi, like, you know, what do you think? And I'm all dolled up and waiting for her to just dote on me because that woman just complimented me so much it made my head big. And she looks at me and she goes, you look horrible. (laughs) And I literally was like, what? And she started crying. Oh my God. Why why did you You do that to your hair? You made Gibi cry. I know. She literally goes, you look horrendous. She was like, that is the worst look I've ever seen on you. Just deadpan and then cried. And I obviously felt like crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And my mom was like, mom, why would you say that to her? She's about to go to her first high school dance. Her ego is fragile. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Do you remember when What's-Her-Face straightened my hair in high school and it was like the first time somebody did it in under an hour? Yes. And everybody was like, it looks so good, Jesse. It looks great. Like, wow. It's just because like different it's different person. than what everyone is used to. And I don't know. I Because it was probably the second time I'd ever had my hair straightened and it, she did a really good job. Like, it was the first time somebody did a good job at straightening my hair. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I don't know. I was like, do I not normally look good? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. Oh. After that, I, I almost felt like rebellious against everybody's expectations. Like from that point on, I was like, I'm never straining my hair again. Like that's that's it. Of course you did. Well, you yeah. know, you're not the only one that was also resentful of straight hair. It's It's funny to me how many people around us, I feel like, that are close to us get so almost emotionally attached themselves to the curly hair. Like Goldie is the same way that my grandma was. He hates my hair straight. And like, I remember one time I straightened my hair for a date function that we were going on and I, you know, came out in like my pretty dress again, all dolled up, makeup, everything. And I was like, hi, hun. And he was like, oh, hi. And I was oh. like, what? And he oh, was like, no. <laughs> he was like, you look beautiful. And it just seemed so strained. And I was like, what is wrong with you? I look amazing right now. And he literally was like, ah, 
just your hair. It's just, oh, it's straight. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so, so he funny. hates it too. And he's openly told me that he's like, if you straighten your hair, I'm going to be pissed. I'm like, okay. All right, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Badger doesn't like my hair short for mm. that same reason. Every time I would cut my hair, I would like say something like, do you like my hair? I'm like, it's really curly today. And he's like, yeah, but it's like short. that's funny that's the opposite of goldie he loves it short because then it's poofier and curlier but when it's longer there's more and that's Mm -hmm. what he wants yeah sometimes i will literally be sitting down fresh from like getting my hair all perfect and pretty and it's kind of like that thing where i'm like no one touch it no one touch it it's perfect you know and then I'll sit down and Goldie like fluffs everything up and oh man, it makes me mad. But he's like, make it poofy. He's the only person that loves even the frizz. So, you know, I guess that means that I found that's a keeper. Cute. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember I would get so mad at my high school boyfriends because Badger has been around. Okay. He knows how to touch curly hair. Mm-hmm. You don't run your fingers through curly hair. Right. You don't do that. Right. That's wrong. Yeah. And he would never. Okay, well now, transitioning into our last couple of topics of the episode, I we kind of briefly touched on this, but a lot of people say that straight hair people want curly hair and curly hair people want straight hair. So, How do you feel about that concept? Because personally, I love my curly hair. And on the days that it's more, you know, oily and through this process, like I'm having a hard time getting it to curl because it's weighed down by products. I get really sad. Like I don't like it when my hair doesn't naturally curl and I don't want to have straight hair. I feel like curly hair is so just unique to me and my personality and part of who I am that I would hate to not have it. Yeah, I'd say now as an adult, as a person that feels some sort of agency over myself, I love it because I can tell people to stop touching me. Right. (laughs) But as a kid, I mean, it's not necessarily that I wanted straight hair because I didn't think I looked good with straight hair. So it wasn't that. I just didn't want to have anything that drew attention to me. But everybody wanted my hair. And everybody would tell me every day. And I was like, here, have it. (laughs) You can have it. I don't want it. (laughs) Also, I I just never understood, like, why people would want something that they didn't already have, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's your hair. Like, you have straight hair. It's yours. Own it. There's a bunch of things that you can do with your hair. Or you have wavy hair. Like, that's great. It's on your head. It must, like, I don't know. I Just the concept of something that's on your body not fitting your physique doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I think that that's an indication that you're just not taking care of yourself. Like, if you are lusting after somebody else's hair, it's probably because you're just not taking care of your hair, and that's why you think it looks bad. Like, if you just take care of your hair and you're being nice to it, like you should be to the rest of your body and to yourself, like, then it's probably going to treat you better and look better. Right. Well, is there anything that you wish you had known or had knowledge of when you were younger? So maybe you could have appreciated it more then or not necessarily appreciated it, but like been more in love with it then. So much. I I could have a grocery list of things I wish I had known (laughs) in relation to my hair. Um, I also just wish that my mom had grown up with support with someone who had hair like her or that had any care at all about her hair. And, you know, she had loosely curly hair. Now it's like nearly straight. I don't know. I'm just jealous of the overall, like, community and culture and history around, like, natural hair. Black culture, natural hair. And I just never had that, you know? Like, mine was about managing. It wasn't about, like, celebrating. So I actually try to compensate, I guess, for that lack of community. I don't know, white people with curly hair (laughs) and stuff like that by just calling them out. Like, even strangers, I'll be like, hey, hey, hey big hair don't care or whatever. <laughs> People will have like this moment of like, who are you? And then they're like, 
oh yeah, like dope. Cause they realize that I'm not a like a person with straight hair harassing them. I'm like a <laughs> curly haired person like being like, yeah, like we know each other. And then we have like the small moment of like mutual knowingness. Wanna throw in another tip too, as we're kind of wrapping up here that rosemary oil is the secret to growing your hair out. If you, you were kind of talking about like things you wish that you had known and rosemary oil is so good because it's always been joked as like the key to baldness because it helps hair grow and also like come out in areas where you might be developing bald patches. And I'm not saying this from experience, but like I, I haven't ever had an issue with my hair growing out, but I do shed a hell a lot of hair on the daily basis. And just like you were saying- Do you ever get nervous? No, I do get nervous. I get so nervous. I'm like, oh my God, all my hair is falling out. (laughs) And I'm also like on birth control because I have really irregular periods and I don't want to have two periods a month. That's just not fair. Crippling um, uh, cramps where I can't get out of bed. So- because of that too and the fact that like I have to take iron supplements as well for like anemia and stuff some of those medications have been known to also cause hair loss and so I'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so when I like lose more hair in my hairbrush per like shower wash day than usual I'm like (laughs) chuckles nervously but I uh, am going to actually order some rosemary oil and try it out because I've always heard about it and I've always heard that it's the secret for people that are struggling or I don't know, shed a lot of hair and it's really inexpensive. So I hope that the price doesn't go up a lot now that more people are talking about it, but it's so much cheaper and it's so much better for you than those stupid like sugar pills. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say there's so many pills out there or like gummies that are marketed for better hair or like hair growth. And it just honestly, again, as a bio major freaks me out to see things that people put in their bodies on a regular basis or like put in their scalp or you know glorified hair growth products which is nothing more than rosemary oil but then with like some other thing added in there and then they're charging like 50 bucks a bottle so point is is check out rosemary oil it's healthy it's good for you it's all natural and a little bit of it with the carrier oil people you need a carrier oil like coconut oil or something like that you can't just drop essential oils on your body that's bad for you that's good to know i didn't know that yeah (laughs) always use the carrier oil actually i'd be afraid to use rosemary oil because like what if i grew more hair that just is something i would like to see personally so you should try it too Oh my god, that sounds terrifying. Like, what if what if I just, like, <laughs> turned into, like, a poof? I just pictured, like, hair sprouting out from all angles of your head and just had a good laugh to myself. That's what I imagined, too. Like, <laughs> what if that happened? I, I don't need more. And also, I just want to say on a take you had made earlier, this is kind of changing subjects, but oh well, we're going to go with the flow, is that I know that you kind of have the philosophy of, like, why do people care? And like, if you don't like your hair, it's because of something that you're not doing, blah, blah, blah. But at least for me, I care a lot because I feel like I look like a completely different person on a good hair day versus a bad hair day. Like seriously, it makes a world of difference. And I feel like the way my face looks, the way I carry myself, everything. And I just feel substantially more confident and better on a good hair day than I do on a bad. And I think it also comes down to cleanliness because usually a bad hair day is equated to like my curls being really knotted or like oily roots or something like that. And I love to be clean. So I think that also bothers me a little bit, but I feel like it completely defines my face and my attitude for a day. So that's why I care so much about it and why I thought this might be a good topic to talk about over coffee or hot chocolate in my case, because I would want to talk about this with a friend. I guess that's a good point. I do feel, like, more confident when I have, like, just showered and, like, my hair just dried right. after, like, six hours of right. drying. exactly. <laughs> I do want to close out with a really funny story, though, because I think it's just the perfect way to end this lovely oh, podcast. Oh, no, I hate funny stories. God. So sorry to all the listeners out there to put you through this hilarious story. I hope you don't laugh. 
But when I was in high school, and I've explained a little bit before about how my hair is more straight at the root and then curls like the more it goes down. When I was in high school and, you know, just learning how to style my hair, you know, I went through that phase of braiding it. So that even furthered the whole like straight at the root and then more curly as it got away from my scalp thing. So I was sitting in class one morning. It was like the first class of the day. And this guy that sat behind me the whole year, like we were months into the year at this point. So you know that he was just thinking this question every single day. And finally, one day got up the courage to ask this. And he tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, so why do you straighten your hair at the top and then curl it at the bottom? And (laughs) And I remember myself and like the three other people around me, one of them was actually a girl with curly hair. Another was another girl and another was a guy who apparently knew more than this guy. All look, we all looked at him just dumbfounded. Like, did you actually just ask that question? And I was like speechless. And I finally responded, I have curly hair, like naturally curly hair. I don't curl it. And he was like, so then why do you straighten it at the top? <laughs> and I literally was like, I I don't. That's a, my curl pattern. That's how my hair dries. And he was like, Oh, oh. And then I was like, yeah, I get up every morning at 630 in the morning for high school and I straighten the top of my hair (laughs) because I just think it looks good that way. I'm really glad that we had this conversation and that we could share with everyone our thoughts on curly hair and our journeys. I hope it was helpful for you guys listening out there and for the guys that managed to make it through this or for the people that have pin straight natural hair i hope this was somewhat interesting but thank yeah, you yeah for- i like your hair i like your pin straight hair and yes. i like your wavy hair and i like your curly hair i like hair we I appreciate don't- all hair here we do not discriminate yeah yeah i have i've had friends of all hair shapes and sizes <laughs> okay like there's no need to be jealous there's no need to hate like i'm i'm with it don't worry Hell yeah. Thank you for hanging out with Coffee Talk. Cover art is by our very own Jesse and Kat. Theme music is by Spencer Thutt. Background music is produced under Creative Commons. Coffee Talk is an independent podcast supported by two struggling 20-somethings. So we shamelessly beg our listeners to support the podcast by subscribing to our Patreon or donating through our website, coffeetalkpod.com. Talk to you soon.